The Freedom Convoy has more momentum than ever as Canadians across the country showed up to support the truckers, to support the Freedom Convoy. And in response, the establishment is flailing. They are doing everything they can to stop these protests and discredit the protesters. I'm Kenneth Malcolm, and this is The Kenneth Malcolm Show. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning into the podcast. So the weekend saw a tremendous outpouring of support for the Freedom Convoy, which was a little bit surprising, I'll be completely honest. What we've seen over the past two weeks is a coordinated attempt by the legacy media, by the Trudeau liberals in Ottawa, by political elites and the establishment all over the country to try to discredit the Freedom Convoy. They want you to believe that the Freedom Convoy is a fringe minority. They want you to believe it is filled with extremists, filled with racists, that it is an angry mob and that it is something that you don't want to be a part of. It's something that you do not want to support. You don't want to go anywhere near it because it is just filled with rotten, bad people. That is the message that I have heard over and over and over again in many forms from the establishment in this country. And yet, despite that message blaring through the airways on the legacy media and from so many politicians of all stripes in this country, regardless of that coordinated smear campaign, what did we see? We saw more and more Canadians show up to support freedom, to say, we've had enough. We don't want more mandates. We don't want more government interference. We don't like government overreach in this country. We want our country back. We want our freedoms back. We are united and we love our country and we're not letting it go. And it was just so amazing to see that. I'm a person that tries to get my news from as diverse a source as possible. I read almost everything that comes out of the legacy media with regards to politics in this country. Like I said, I'm a news junkie. But more and more throughout the course of this convoy and trying to get my news from a broader source of places, I've gone more to the source. So one of the things I did this morning when I was preparing for the show, when I was reading the news in the morning, is I went over to Instagram. I went directly to the Freedom Convoy page and I just went through their stories and I went through what they were posting, all of their videos, because it is not some kind of, it's not just a centralized campaign of people putting out their own message. What they do is that they post and share the message of anyone who's tagging them. So you really see a diverse group of people across the country who are supporting the convoy for many of their own reasons. You see a lot of people who are from immigrant backgrounds, people who came to Canada because they want freedom, because they had left a government that was tyrannical, that had too much overreach. They came to this country for freedom and they want their freedom back. People from all walks of life, lots of working class people, lots of young people, again, lots of people from lots of different backgrounds. And it's just really interesting to see that message, which is so positive, so full of love and unity and pride in Canada, again, versus this really, really negative message that we're seeing being pushed out almost frantically by the legacy media, by journalists who just want you to believe that this is some kind of a racist movement, that everything about it has been sullied, and that if you support the truckers, you're basically with that one guy who's waving a swastika flag. That 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 is the equivalence that the legacy media want you to believe. And I think that more and more Canadians are tuning out to that message. More and more Canadians can see through it. They're on social media, they're on TikTok or Instagram, and they can see the images for themselves that make this look a lot more like a big Canada celebration. Now, I'm not saying that every single person at those rallies is a good person that I would want to invite over to my house for dinner. I'm not saying that I align with them all and agree with them all on all of the issues, but that's not how a country works. That's not how a democracy, especially a pluralistic democracy like Canada, that's not how it works, right? All the people that are there, they're there for one reason. They support freedom. They want their country back. It's as simple as that. And trying to read different motives or trying to smear the whole group with one broad brush is just ignorant and it's wrong. And I think that's why the legacy media is failing. And the more they fail, the more they sort of cling on 
wanting to maintain their grasp on power as it's slipping away. It's really amusing to watch and it's all playing out. Now, again, just to contrast the hateful narrative coming from Justin Trudeau and the legacy media with images pouring out from the convoy themselves. I think that, again, the more the media malign this group, the more they're encouraged and incentivized to put their own stream out, to film themselves, to watch, to, to become independent journalists and show Canadians a different side of the story. And so we're seeing images just pouring out of what look like big celebrations, dance parties. We're seeing people waving the Canadian flag, dancing. We're seeing Indigenous drum circles. We are seeing uh, this beautiful image, which went viral over in Toronto of a Sikh man being held up, dancing, doing the Bangra, I think it's called dance, and waving a hockey stick with a Canadian flag. How Canadian is that? Everyone is cheering and celebrating. Lots and lots of happiness. Big crowds all over the country talking about Victoria, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Toronto, Ottawa, Quebec City. We have a big uh, convoys also on the U.S. border at various places in Coots, Alberta. They were riding horseback um, around the convoy. Uh, look, look at that beautiful sight of uh, uh, horseback riders on the prairies. We also saw a big um, convoy blockade over at the Windsor-Detroit border, which is the, I believe, is the largest border crossing in the world, the largest international suspension bridge, and a major transportation artery that was temporarily blocked on Monday evening. It is back over as of Tuesday morning. So of all, the, of all the beautiful and inspiring footage that came out all over the country, just beautiful images of Canadians coming together, opposing their government, opposing government overreach, it, it was a beautiful sight to see. I think my favorite clip, though, of the, from the weekend came from Quebec City. Here's the scene out in Quebec City. Keep in mind that this was the heart and the epicenter of the Quebec separatist movement. Much of the last half century w was spent with people in this part of the country being opposed to Canada, not wanting to be part of Canada and, and, and rejecting it. Instead, choosing to embrace French Quebec nationalism and independence. Well, that was not the scene over the weekend. Here they were in Quebec City, waving the maple leaf alongside the Fleur de Lis. But I saw a lot of Canadian maple leaves in there. And here they are singing our national anthem, singing of Canada in French. What a beautiful sight. It's interesting. I've seen a lot of people commenting about how Justin Trudeau is finally solving some of the thorniest issues in Canadian political life. He is finally uniting French Canadians and English Canadians, finally uniting Quebecois with the rest of Canada. Unfortunately for Trudeau, he is uniting them all against him. They all oppose him. They want their Canada back. They want their freedom back. And it is really interesting to see this sort of new political alignment that is going on. Well, in response, Justin Trudeau, his friends in the legacy media, but also establishment politicians of all stripes from all backgrounds and at all levels of government. We saw Doug Ford coming out saying that this is an occupation. Doug Ford is a conservative premier of Ontario, completely shameful, turning his back on these protesters and on the blue collar working class, the very people who got Doug Ford elected. He seems to be forgetting where he came from and buying into the legacy media smears against these protesters. He, he, he's, he's throwing them under the bus. We saw the municipal government in Ottawa basically just flat out calling this an occupation, saying that they're going to do everything they can. The police really 
stepping into overdrive, ramping up their pressure, ramping up their presence in Ottawa to try to intimidate and remove these truckers from Ottawa and going after the money supply that is the lifeline of any kind of a protest or any kind of a group. They need money in order to continue their protest. They raised $10 million from people who believed in their cause and supported it. Well, the government went after the funding, went after the money. That was a big story over the weekend that their GoFundMe account was suspended. So this is all started on Wednesday when GoFundMe decided to freeze the trucker convoy fund. It had reached $10 million. They decided to freeze it and they were doing an investigation into how the money was being spent. Well, the next day, GoFundMe was summoned to appear before Parliament. So a committee of MPs voted to bring representatives of GoFundMe to Parliament as soon as possible to answer questions about the crowd funding companies' ability to screen out hate campaigns. So the assumption here is that the trucker convoy is some kind of a hate campaign and that we need to get to the bottom of it. So corporate officials from GoFundMe met with local police in Ottawa on Wednesday. They decided to freeze that $10 million in support of the truckers. It's not currently accepting any further donations or distributing any of the funds. The company said in a statement on its website that it was reviewing whether the fundraising complies with its terms of service. The terms say GoFundMe GoFundMe will shut down com campaigns that promote hate, violence, harassment, bullying, discrimination, terrorism, or intolerance of any kind. Of course, the insinuation is that that is what's happening with the trucker convoy. So once again, they're just trying to smear them. That was all on Wednesday. And by Friday, they really stepped it up. Ottawa police vowed to surge and contain the convoy and referred to the trucker convoy as an occupation. Well, once that happened, GoFundMe decided to pull the plug completely. They released this statement on Friday evening. GoFundMe supports peaceful protests, and we believe that was the intention of the Freedom Convoy when it was created. We now have evidence from law enforcement that the previously peaceful demonstration has become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity. Goes on to say, to ensure GoFundMe remains a trusted platform, we will work with local authorities to ensure we have a detailed factual understanding of the events taking place on the ground following a review of relevant facts and multiple discussions with local law enforcement and city officials. The fundraiser is now in violation of our terms and services, Term 8, which provides the promotion of violence and harassment and has been removed from the platform. Organizers provided a clear distribution plan for the initial $1 million that was released earlier this week and confirmed funds would be used only for participants who travel to Ottawa to participate in a peaceful protest. Given Given how the situation has evolved, no further funds will be directly distributed to the Freedom Convoy organizers. We will work with organizers to send all remaining funds to credible and established charities verified by GoFundMe. So they're just stealing the money. They're commandeering this fund. They're saying we've talked to local politicians and local police officers in Ottawa who are all drumming the same politicized narrative as Justin Trudeau to try to smear these people. At this time on Friday, there were not reports of violence. I know that there's since been some violence because the police have moved in to try to remove the convoy. Some people are sort of fighting back. There have been arrests at this point. But, but go back to last Friday and it just wasn't a violence protest. It wasn't. But the police were saying it was, and the politicians and the city councillors were saying it were. And so GoFundMe is taking a politicized account of the events on the ground and using that to steal, basically, to say that this money is no longer yours. We're taking it back. We're giving it to charities that we verify. And so that caused even more outrage to the point where 
GoFundMe announced that it was just refunding, that it was just straight refunding anyone who had given money to GoFundMe because that whole weird thing about established charities, like we're going to take the money that you raise for the truckers and give it to other groups. People were not happy about that. But generally speaking, just the idea that GoFundMe, a, a third source crowdsourcing fund, that people who wanted to give money to the truckers know that GoFundMe is not a trusted vehicle to give your money to. I, I would be surprised if any conservative group ever used GoFundMe again after seeing this. Jordan Peterson rightly said, the theft of GoFundMe donations to the truckers was the single worst act of political corruption I have ever witnessed in Canada. That is a severe tweet, but it, I think, echoes the severity of what is going on. $10 million taken away from a cause because elites and the establishment don't like the cause. Ron DeSantis, who is the governor down in Florida, said, it is fraud for GoFundMe to commandeer $9 million in donations sent to support truckers and give it to causes of their own choosing. I will work with Florida's attorney general to investigate these deceptive practices. These donors should be given a refund. Likewise, Ted Cruz, who is the Republican senator down in Texas, has demanded that the Federal Trade Commission in the U.S. launch a full investigation into GoFundMe after the for-profit crowdfunding company deplatformed the Freedom Convoy's multi-million dollar campaign. It's sort of interesting that it takes U.S. politicians who care about freedom and care about the neutrality of tech companies that had to step in here. We didn't hear this from conservative politicians. We didn't hear it from conservative premiers to say that this stuff should be happening in Canada. I'm glad that there are Republicans in the U.S. who are paying attention because perhaps we will get to the bottom of this. Justin Trudeau and the Liberals are used to basically basically playing rough shop and doing whatever they want in Canada and getting away with it. We saw that with the We Charity scandal. We saw that with SNC. We've seen it so many times. But the fact that they are using these big tech companies, which are US-based, to try to interfere with a peaceful democratic protest in Canada, well, interestingly, that also makes it relevant in US jurisdictions. So perhaps this outside look investigating into what is happening in Canada is just what we need in order to shine further light on what looks like something that's pretty nefarious and pretty corrupt. Elon Musk, who has been sharing his opinions very frequently about the trucker convoy and not shy to show his support, he, he shared this very apt, very accurate meme. It shows on the left, it says amateur thieves, and it shows those Los Angeles train robberies are stealing Amazon packages. Millions and millions of Amazon packages were stolen from trains from the large, large homeless population in Los Angeles, and they just discarded and left their garbage everywhere because that's what they do. He called them amateur thieves, and he juxtaposed that with GoFundMe, who he called professional thieves. So there is some good news to come out of all of this, which is that the truckers are not discouraged. A lot of people did get their money back, and they created a new fundraising campaign over at a site called Give, Send, Go, which is a Christian conservative alternative to GoFundMe. And as of this recording, they have raised 6.1 million US dollars for the convoy. So not exactly discouraged. I'm sure that they will raise more than they ever did on GoFundMe in part because of that backlash from tech overreach, colluding with government, using politicized statements to base their account and pulling the plug on that. Really, really <laughs> despicable. And I, again, just to echo what Jordan Peterson said, the theft of GoFundMe donations to the truckers was the single worst act of political corruption I have ever witnessed in Canada. I think I echo that. And a final bit of good news coming out of the weekend. Carlton MP for the Conservative Party of Canada, Pierre Polyev, who is incredibly popular. He has a huge social media following. He is very savvy and a good communicator. He announced that he will be running for leader of the party. He wants to be prime minister. He released a video and here is what that looked like. See, here's the problem. Trudeau thinks he's your boss. He's got it backwards. You are the boss. That's why I'm running for prime minister 
to put you back in charge of your life. Together, we will make Canadians the freest people on earth. Freedom to raise your kids with your values. Freedom to make your own health and vaccine choices. Freedom to speak without fear and freedom to worship God in your own way. Using COVID as a political opportunity, the Trudeau government has attacked small businesses, truckers, and other hardworking Canadians. Our destination is a Canada where the government is servant, not master. Polyev is such a contrast to Aaron O'Toole. He is so many things that O'Toole was not. He is passionate. He's full of conviction. He's incredibly articulate. He knows exactly where he stands. He is a fighter. He is willing to confront the legacy media for their smears and for their lies. He's willing to confront the prime minister, as he did with the WE committee, calling him out, saying exactly what so many Canadians want to hear, and seeing him fight back. I think that is exactly what the Conservative Party needs right now. They need a politician that is young, energetic, and full of conviction. And I think it's a good path for the Conservative Party. Of course, not everyone in the party wants to go down that path. We saw as Aaron O'Toole sort of on his way out, kind of blowing up the party, saying that there's two paths here. There's two ways that the Conservative Party can go. It can go the sort of red Tory establishment way where we are welcomed into polite society by all the fancy people. And we have this sort of positive, uh, progressive vision for the country. Or the other side is this sort of like angry, hateful mob and, and trying to basically straw man the, the base of the Conservative Party. Well, Aaron O'Toole is not alone in that thinking. There's plenty of MPs who echo that. We saw Michael Chong, who is a Conservative MP for Wellington Halton Hills in Ontario, saying this. He says the blockades in Ontario and at the border must end. Another MP, this one from Quebec for the Conservative Party, said, I spent the week undergoing the siege of Ottawa. If the motivation of the truckers could be understood, the current situation is quite different. I ask that we clear the streets and that we stop the occupation controlled by radicals and anarchist groups. And likewise, Greg McLean, who is the Conservative MP in Calgary Centre, said, I support law and order. These illegal blockades must end now. I did not intend to minimize the gravity of the situation by comparing aspects of it to a winter carnival. This is a very serious manner. The government of Canada must show leadership and provide clear path moving forward. So there are plenty of MPs who don't support the convoy. And it's all fine. It's okay to criticize the convoy, criticize the protesters for their tactics or some of their beliefs. But at the end of the day, there is a bigger picture here. There is a broader issue of importance, which is the freedom that we have in this country. The fact that we are seeing a blue collar working class uprising here, demanding our freedoms back. And you have conservatives on the side of Justin Trudeau and the overzealous people over at GoFundMe and the Ottawa police who are trying their best to basically treat this protest like an insurgency. The fact that you have establishment conservatives coming out on their side is not a good look for the party. It's not a good look for Canada. They should be on the side of ending the mandates, ending the restrictions, getting our life back to normal, getting the economy back up and running, getting people back in jobs and supporting a free economy and a free country in, in Canada. And so the fact that some of them are jumping on on board with Justin Trudeau is just sort of sad to see. Look, the Canadian people continue to unite around the cause of freedom for all Canadians. The increasingly deranged and out of touch media and political class continue to flail and cry wolf as they see their power slipping away. The thing that strikes me the most about these protests, about these blue collar working class uprising, is how sort of non-ideological or pan-ideological they are. There are people from all different backgrounds, people who should typically support Justin Trudeau. I'm talking about 
young people, people of different backgrounds, but they're not. They feel united by the cause of the convoy. Canada no longer feels divided by East versus West, by French versus English, Quebec versus West, by left versus right. We're experiencing something of a political realignment in Canada. It feels right now much more like the establishment versus the people. And the good news is that the people are winning. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.